DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by Barry Sverluga from the Washington Post, columnist for the Post. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Barry, good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. So you wrote a column that caught our eye, uh, you know, the countdown to sports returning and people want any any whiff of normalcy they can get. These have been anything but normal times in 2020. So sure, it'll be weird watching the NBA play with no fans in Orlando and no home court advantage in the playoffs, but it's a whiff of normalcy. But in your column, uh, you kind of look at it the other way and you're ready to pump the brakes on all of this. I think if you look at what's happening in the country, cases are back on the rise. They're certainly spiking in certain states. Um, as we've relaxed restrictions and opened things back up. And then you put that filter on sports and kind of say, well, okay, what happened? The Phillies had five positive tests last week, or five players test positive, um, as well as some support staff. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning had three players test positive. Um, we know that in the NFL, a host of players, including Ezekiel Elliott, uh, have tested positive. Um, and this comes before um, actual practices and full team activities uh, have happened. So uh, maybe 10 days ago, I was like, well, this is going to be fun. I think, you know, you read the, uh, the rules and regulations that all these leagues are putting in place. Um, the PGA Tour is essentially trying to have a bubble that moves from site to site. Um, and I, I think I was optimistic. And then the reality sets in that, you know, we haven't even begun um, full-on practices to prepare for competitions, and you're already getting these positive tests. Um, why, what are we doing, and and how is this actually going to happen? It just seems um, a, a little bit, uh, you know, I mean, borderline irresponsible. Do you see a difference in your mind between positive tests and death? Well, I mean, one leads the other, right? Um, yes, I understand. And a lot of people have pushed back that, um, look, athletes are, you know, in their 20s and in shape, and, the, you know, the virus in most cases will not uh, impact them greatly. In fact, they may be asymptomatic or just have a flu or, or whatever, and that's that could be absolutely true. Um, the reality is that in to stage these uh, games and, and, you know, even in the NBA um, bubble down in Orlando, it's not like the athletes are there just by themselves. Uh, coaches and support staff are, are generally older. They're going to be having um, direct contact uh, with the athletes. Um, I would also say that, you know, as as we gear up for this and as the, the teams gather, um, we should be prepared for an onslaught of uh, positive tests because, you know, people have been... Um, you know, at their homes and, and living their lives however they see fit for the past three months, um, they're going to be entering the bubble from a position outside the bubble. There's just no way there won't be positive tests. So even if you then quarantine those people and and try to clean up the bubble and make it as safe as possible, you're talking about thousands of athletes and personnel that you're asking all to follow the same rules. I just have a little bit of skepticism that 
when you're talking about a group of thousands um, that you're not going to find some folks who are like, I don't, I don't believe in this. I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go to a restaurant. I'm going to put myself in a position where I might um, be more vulnerable. And then that person is going to enter what's supposed to be a bubble. And, and now you've got some cases on your hands there. So maybe I'm too much of a fatalist when I say this and too cynical, but it's gotten to the point there's so many cases out there uh, that you're not safe if you stay in your home city. I mean, look at how many athletes are testing positive without us asking them or demanding or expecting that they play games, that Texas players go into a party and so now 14 of them test positive LSU players go into a bar so now 30 of them test positive uh, the Orlando Pride women's soccer team four staffers six players go to a bar restaurant or whatever get something to eat or drink or whatever and now 10 of them test positive we're going to be swamped by positive tests whether people play games or not so go ahead and play the games I mean it's fatalist I get that but is it going to change anything I mean I think we're on different sides here. I mean, I, I think some of the stuff you're talking about, like where are these people getting it? They're getting it at bars and restaurants. Well, what, why why are they open? Why should they, you know, we were at a point where um, we were locking down. Cases nationally were falling. Um, most places were that were following restrictions. I mean, look at New York. The, the biggest outbreak yeah. um, in the most populous place. Uh, I mean, it was a... a you know, a death zone there for a while. And if you look at their curve, it is nice and flat because people there took it upon themselves to follow the restrictions in a, in a place where, you know, you can't go on the street without running into somebody. Um, so I just, I feel like, you know, take a sports away. And I, I'm a sports writer, so I, I try not to, you know, get too out of my lane here, but, um, we were asked to be disciplined about something and to do something for the greater good, and we basically decided we're not going to do that. Um, I would rather sports be part of the solution rather than part of the problem, and I think they're headed to be part of the problem. So in the immediacy, we know about baseball and basketball. What are your thoughts as far as on this subject carrying over into college and NFL football? So I think college football is set up to be the biggest disaster possible um, for a couple of reasons. The teams are huge, you know, um, more than 100 usually when you take 85 scholarships and then all the, all the walk-ons at the, at the prominent programs. There's no singular voice, singular rule maker to oversee um, all of college football that can put in, you know, at least the professional leagues can say, um, work with their unions and say, here's the set of protocols and, and we've been advised by the same um, medical experts, and um, I might have skepticism about how it'll work, but at least they're they're able to work together. The Power Five conferences um, might come up with different sets of rules. There might be different sets of rules within those conferences as far as how schools are handling things. And you know, I keep coming to take a game on week one, September fifth. Um, Alabama is supposed to play USC uh, at. Um, the Cowboys Stadium in, in Arlington, Texas. Well, think of all the factors there. You've got um, teams, traveling teams, there are probably 80 players, uh, massive support staff, including coaches, but also athletic trainers, medical personnel, equipment people, um, media people. They're coming from, 
you know, places in California and in Alabama where numbers are on the rise, uh, going to a place in Texas where numbers are on the rise. How is, how is that a safe endeavor? Um, it just seems like there are so many vectors where um, you, you've got these college kids on campus. How are they behaving? Can you really ensure a bubble there? And then introducing them to other college kids from the other side of the country to bl- play a game where contact is not only encouraged, it's required. Um, you know, you're going to be breathing all over each other. I feel like college football is the one that stands out to me to be the, the most dubious pursuit. Barry Sorluga joining us from the Washington Post, sports columnist there. You know, Barry, the way it works, especially when you're a place like the Post, you know, you have a chance to have conversations behind the scenes with a lot of beat writers. You've been doing it for a while, so you got your sources you're calling and texting with. How much of this behind the scenes do people take seriously? Because if you could gauge that, you might gauge when there's a tipping point where they might call it off, where they, where, you know, the powers that be, you know, powerful owners and commissioners, everything you're saying, if they're, if they're thinking it a little bit behind the scenes, it might make it more likely they make the call and stop everything, whether that's in a week or a month or whatever. What's your sense of that? Yeah, so I think... You know, I, I understand why the owners and, and players and everybody involved is, is trying to put together a se- seasons in whatever sport we're talking about. It makes sense. There's a lot of money at stake. These guys' livelihoods, um, the, they want to be paid, but they also want to compete. And so you can't just, you know, go forth without a plan. And so I... I in a lot of cases, respect and admire the thoughtfulness that has gone into these plans. They're very, very thorough. If you look at, um, I was just going through the, the baseball back to play uh, plan that um, was, you know, finalized last night. Uh, there, there's a lot of science put into this, and a lot of um, uh, thought put into protecting everybody uh, involved. But it, in baseball, and talking to people there, for instance, um, you know, the medical people have told Major League Baseball officials that every game, even in a ballpark with no fans, is called a, quote, risk event. And and what does that tell you? Um, It tells you that when you're gathering uh, the couple hundred people that are needed to to stage a game, and that includes, you know, security personnel, um, ballpark uh, personnel, you know, there's got to be operations people, even if there um, are no fans, um, as well as the, you know, medical training, uh, coaching staff, all that stuff. Um, if you bring those people together, that is increasing the risk that the virus could spread. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to be realistic about how this will play out, but I understand why they're, they're planning, because they can't just show up on you know, July 15th and be like, oh, it's safe to play. Like, let's, uh, let's have a, a season. Um, but I do think in all of this, everybody has to remain flexible and not just forge through with eyes shut. Um, I think we have to have our eyes open to, um, you know, what Dr. Fauci is saying, uh, other medical experts about what's going to happen with the virus in the fall. Um, you know, but that's not just pulling names out of a hat that's based on um, the behavior of the virus, what happens in 
in different weather, um, what will happen when normal flu season hits and how that might be intertwined with coronavirus. Um, you know, it just, it, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I think if you listen to the science, it just seems less likely that, that things are going to be safe to, to pull off sports. As far as baseball goes, you think we can take anything from the Korean League being played? I mean, it's a good, you know, it's a, a good model, but I would also say that it's a model that was pulled off in a country that took the virus seriously and continued to take it seriously and didn't open up. And when there was a flashpoint, closed back down. Um, we don't seem to be doing that. We seem to be saying, this hasn't killed my grandmother, uh, so I'm going to go get a beer in a crowded bar. Um, and I, I don't mean to be flippant about it, but I think it's frustrating that, uh, you know, we're, we're watching these cases increase after we had worked hard to decrease them. And, um, you know, 100 and, almost 120,000 Americans have died, and somehow um, it, some people think it's a, a hoax. So but that, that, I find that frustrating. Barry, while we've been talking to you, uh, breaking news, the New York Times has uh, tweeted out that the New York City Marathon, the world's largest, has been canceled this year amid concerns about the spread of the coronavirus. So there's one event by the books. Seems logical to me, yep. yeah. Well, Barry, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, guys.